I mean, this, you know, this, this may be a bit crude, but I mean, I don't know no other way to say it. Uh, I want to talk about um, booty calls. Good evening. Hope everybody's doing great. Hope everybody's doing great on tonight. Uh, again, this is impromptu. And um, hopefully I can get somebody to come in with me tonight. Um, we're winding this year down. This, at the time of this live that I'm doing, we are ending uh, the year 2020. We're getting ready to go into 2021. And so I've been trying to intentionally deal with uh, subject matters that... Um, that would empower us to create the kind of um, life or, or lives that we truly desire in the new year. You know, it's not about New Year's resolutions for me. It's it's more about uh, New Year, um, a new life decisions rather. And so, you know, the big issue, the big elephant that's always in the room is this thing concerning soul ties, which if you have not gotten my book, um, you know, on soul ties, go to Amazon and just search my name and look for soul ties, breaking the ties that bind. It'll bless you. Uh, it'll help you. But I was just walking today and I was thinking about um just the brass tacks, you know, because I get a lot of, I'm not a counselor. Let me say that up front. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I'm a preacher and I'm a man that, you know, and I've lived these things. These things that I talk to you about are the things that I've lived. And so I come from that perspective, but I talk to a lot of people and, um, you know, when it comes down to these soul ties, I think the biggest issue that we have is that we tend to want to play with it. You know, we want to uh, have our cake and eat it too. I want out. I want out, you know, and then same time, you don't want to delete or block, you know, and you, you really, you know, at that point, you're really just kind of playing with yourself. And so I've kind of learned that I have to be somewhat direct with you when you start talking to me about soul ties and when you want when you're saying to me I want to come out of this, I can't I just can't play the nice guy role and 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 be, you know, I have to just get straight to the point. What is the what's the bot what's the rock bottom truth here? And that's how I kind of deal with people on a on a one on one basis. And that's how I, you know, I'm finding it's to be the most it's the most effective route, even in terms of a public platform. Just really get to the truth, you know, what are you risking? I just got off of a call with one of my um, spiritual daughters. And I was just basically saying to her the same thing. And I told her I was going to talk about something relative to our conversation. 
you know, what are you risking? You know, and I, I just kind of laid it out. You know, you have this to lose, you have that to lose, you have this to lose, you're giving up that, you're sacrificing this. And when we got through just dealing with the nitty gritty truth, I think she was able to see what I was saying. Because soul ties have a way of making you delusional and, and making you ignore the teeth in the lion's mouth. You're so, you're so captivated by the pretty fur, you don't see the teeth that are present to devour you. And when people are caught up in soul tie relationships, we have the tendency to, um, we have the tendency to kind of, you know, toy with it. You can't toy with it because the soul tie is designed to destroy you. Now, my thoughts are somewhat um, not, not as well organized, but these are some of the things I was thinking as I was walking today and, you know, thinking to talk to you tonight. Um, first thing I'll say to you is that soul ties are, soul ties are usually born out of lust, and I say usually because in my book I discuss the other kinds of soul ties. Some of you have soul ties, you have ungodly soul ties to certain people that have befriended you. And it's not sexual, it's not romantic, it's just manipulative and controlling. Some of you have soul ties to uh, you know, religious leadership in all kinds of religions. And you know, you have a soul tie to that leader. You know, so but most soul ties are romantic. And they are born out of lust. Most ungodly soul ties are born out of lust. And um, if you look in Genesis, just write this down if you're taking notes. Genesis 34, verses 1 through 3, it says, And Dinah, the daughter of Leah, which she bare unto Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamar, the Hivite, prince of the country, saw her, watch this, he took her and lay with her, meaning he raped her. He raped her. He took her and lay with her and defiled her. And his soul clave unto Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the damsel and spake kindly unto the damsel. Notice it says, and his soul clave unto Dinah. He didn't even know her. You know, he, he just saw something he liked sexually. He took her. And now the Bible says his soul clave under. He didn't even know her. But when, the, when we start talking about soul ties, we're talking about where the, the emotions, for the most part, are under the control of another person. Your, your, your emotions are so captivated by this lustful desire and connection that your choices your personal will is compromised. You find yourself doing things that are counterproductive, unsafe, and unhealthy. You can develop a soul tie with somebody that you're not married to and you, you jeopardize your marriage, your family, your health, your finances, your reputation. Because soul ties, he, he, he saw her, he was sexually attracted, he, he took her, and now the Bible says his soul clave unto Dinah. He wanted her so bad, but he didn't even know her. He had, didn't have a conversation with her. 
He had, you know, and how many folk that are on here now fall into this category? You have you have soul ties with people that you don't even know. You think about it. You met this person. You all your conversation turned sexual almost immediately. And the whole attraction has been driven by by, you know, uh, sexual appeal. You don't know this person's dreams. You don't know their spiritual position. You, you, you don't you don't even you really don't even have a read on their intellectual level. You know, all you know is y'all saw one another and that flesh got awakened. And now there's this this connection that is driven by lust. And you see, the thing about lust, the reason soul ties are so so hard to break is because they are grounded, rooted in the spirit of lust. And the thing, the one thing you want to remember about lust is that lust is never satisfied. Lust is never satisfied. See, love has limits. Love has boundaries. Love has a point where it's, it's satisfied and it's fulfilled. Lust is never fulfilled. That's why soul ties are so hard to break and they drive you so or they drive us so. It's because it's rooted and grounded in the spirit of lust, which is never satisfied. And this is why I've, I challenge you. Some of you hear me. Some of you don't. Some of you write me off as old fogey, just a preacher, just with that, all that Bible thumping stuff. And, you know, I try to convince you to really revisit your uh, what you consider to be your attraction to a person. If your attractions to a person are always only physical and you never get into the spiritual aspects of the individual, the intellectual aspects of the individual, you know, um, the inner qualities, the, the, the enduring qualities of the person. If it's, if you, if you're always attracted to people just based on physicality, which physicality slash sex, physicality slash sex, you're going to always develop toxic relationships that, that don't have the potential to go anywhere. It's not until you grow up and some of y'all 40, 50, 60 years old and you're still driven by just purely what you see. I'm not saying that you go get somebody you can't stand to look at, but I am saying there are some things that are more important in a relationship than the way a person looks and how a person turns you on sexually. So, and, and there's another, another text I want to read to you to show you how not only are soul ties rooted in lust, but soul ties leave a person confused. You know, you vacillate between, I love this person I hate this person. I want this person. I don't need this person in my life. And you, 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 you actually look like a schizophrenic. You know, you all over the place because a soul tie does that to you. You see, when you open your life, listen to me well. When you open your life to someone sexually that is not ordained by God, you are simultaneously simultaneously opening your life to demonic spirits. Now, I know some of you are not, you know, you're, you're not on that tip. You don't believe in demons and all of that, but how else do you describe it? What else, what else would cause a person to sacrifice everything? What else drives uh, an otherwise brilliant individual to the point of a nervous breakdown running behind someone that's running away from you? 
What else causes that if it's not demonic and if it's not spiritual? What else causes that? How do you explain that? How do you take your girlfriend or your homeboy who's running behind somebody who does everything they possibly can to destroy them and that's the only person they want? How do you describe? What is that? What is that? Are they just insane? How are, are, have they have they been insane in the past? It's, it's spiritual and it's demonic. It's because when you when you just casually jumping around, having sex with people, opening your ear gate up to people to talk all of this, you know, uh, filth into your spirit. You are opening your life to defilement. You are opening your life to demonic spirits and you in, you engage powers that you ain't ready to deal with. Now, that's just for those of y'all that don't go to church, don't believe in all that kind of thing. I'm just trying to help you. Now, when you figure it out for yourself, you remember, you know, the pastor did tell me that. I, I didn't believe him, though. you dealing with demons, babe. But let me show you the confusion. If you go to 2 Samuel uh, 13, 8 through 15, and I encourage you to read the full context of verses that come before. But here you have a half brother that, that wants his, his half sister sexually. And so, you know, I'm giving you the backstory. So he plays like he's sick and he asks his father, David, to send his sister to come and take care of him, fix something for him to eat because he's, you know, playing like he's sick. She gets there and he rapes her. And he professes that he, you know, he loves her so much. He wants her so much. He rapes her. Now, let, let, let me take up at verse eight, second Samuel 13, starting at verse eight. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house and he was laid down and she took flour and kneaded it and made cakes in his sight and did bake the cakes. And she took a pan and poured them out before him, but he refused to eat. And Amnon said, have have out all men from me till all all the people get out. And they went out every man from him. And Amnon said unto Tamar, bring me meat into the chamber that I may eat in thine hand of thine hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them into the chamber to Amnon, her brother. And when she had brought them unto him to eat, he took hold of her and said unto her, come lie with me, my sister. And she answered him, no, my brother, do not force me for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not thou this folly. And I whither shall I cause my shame to go? And as for thee, thou shalt be as one of the fools in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, speak unto the king, for he will not withhold me from thee. Howbeit he would not hearken unto her voice, but being stronger than she forced her and lay with her. Here we have another one raping his own sister. Then Amnon hated her exceedingly. So that he so that the hatred wherewith he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her. And Amnon said unto her, arise, be gone. So now we see the confusion in the beginning. He's you know, you read those verses coming up. He loves her. He wants her so bad. Then she gets there. He rapes her because it was all driven out of lust. And then once he rapes her, now he hates her. He schemes to get her to come. He rapes her. Now he hates her and he puts her out. Soul ties confuse. Soul ties are driven by confusion. When you have a soul tie relationship, you don't know where you are. You don't know where you are. 
Now let's get down to the brass tacks. What are the, the rock bottom facts of a soul tie relationship? What are the rock bottom facts? You all, I got almost a thousand people in here and I got 293 likes. If y'all like what I'm talking about, I need all of y'all to hit that thing for me. It helps, it helps the channel to grow. Number one, this is now this is what I would say to you. You come to me, you say, okay, well, RC, Pastor, Bishop, whatever you want to call me, RC is fine with me, by the way. I'm not a titles guy. RC, um, I got this soul tie relationship, and you know, I wanna let it go, but I don't know if I wanna let it go. You know, uh, what you think about it? Okay, here's number one, I would say to you. You know, okay, so you have this soul tie relationship. You want to let it go. You don't want to let it go. You don't know if you're going to let it go. Number one, your future. Listen to me. Your future is draining out onto the floor. The longer you stay tied down Listen to my words because they are intentional. Tied down, not tied up. The longer you stay tied down in a soul tie relationship, your future is draining out onto the floor. Why is that? The soul tie is a waste of of time you are wasting your time and when you are wasting your time you are wasting your life the most precious thing you possess is time and you're presently wasting it on something that if you really took a minute to get into step into your right mind, you're presently wasting your most precious commodity on something and someone that has nothing to offer. You are wasting your time. Think about it. You've been tied up in this soul tie relationship. You've been a, a side chick. You know, you've been the other dude because, you know, you have women that play dudes like this, too. You, you've been the side chick. You've been the side dude all this time. They promising you I'm going to get divorced and all of this kind of stuff. You are your future is draining onto the floor. And let me say this. Let me just reemphasize this. There are dudes that want to be married and they're dealing with slick women that are nothing but gamers. And I say to you, don't waste another moment with a woman that will not commit. And there are women that are tied up with men that keep promising you, I, I, I'm going to leave her. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Usually when a man tell you he's not happy, that's a lie. See, because if, if a man is really not happy, men make decisions. Men make decisions. A man is not going to sit in a, in a relationship where he's not happy. Women do that. Dudes don't sit in relationships where they are not happy. Why has he not made a decision? 
He's playing. And while you are constantly engaging this soul tie, your future, your future is spilling onto the floor. You, it, your future, it's like it's the equivalent of cutting your wrist and watching your blood drain out. You are, you are losing life. Fooling around You're losing life. Your future is draining out on the floor. Most precious thing you have is your time. And using your time just rolling around in a bed with somebody that God did not ordain for your life, using your time, you know, engaging, you know, supplying somebody else's man, somebody else's woman, you, 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 your, your future is wasting onto the floor. You're losing life. It's life you're wasting. Listen to what the Bible says in James 4 and 14. Whereas ye know not what shall be on tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. The Apostle Paul says, when I was a child, I speak as a child, understood as a child, behaved as a child, but now I'm a man, so I put away childish things. You know, I was, um, I was, uh, what is it on the, in the, uh, the new app they got, Clubhouse. I was on there talking to a group of young people, young single people the other day, and I was talking about how I was really a young man. You know, I, I started sexually, I started really, really early in life, but I was really a young man when I woke up and said, this playing around and bouncing around and sleeping around is for the birds. I got to get my life together. I realized early on in life, I was in my 20s, my later 20s, when I realized that was a waste of life and I changed. And the more you stay connected to these soul tie relationships, something God didn't give you, something that is not fulfilling you, something that is draining you spiritually, something that is depleting your self-esteem, your future is draining out of you. Your future is wasting. You're wasting your future. Dealing with somebody that's really not even available. And to be honest with you, if they were available, because your relationship started on a superficial level, you really haven't even done the work to know if they possess the depth to actually be your man. And you're trying to figure out where's all of this coming from. I, I can't stop thinking about them. It's demonic. It's demonic. And that, that demonic spirit is intentional about tying your life up so that it can drain all of the future out of you. You'd be amazed at the people who started in soul tie relationships in their 20s and didn't figure it out until they were in their 60s. 
didn't figure it out until they were in their 50s, their 60s. Sometimes I've had testimonies of people who were actually in their 70s, gave their whole life to somebody that was never really theirs, belonged to somebody else, but tied their life up all of those decades. And some of you all are on that track right now. But I don't know what to do, Bishop. I don't know what to do. It's so hard. Well, you know what? I'll say to you, as I said to one recently, there's a certain point in life that you just got to make a decision. You know, like I'm in I'm in my house right now. If this house catch on fire uh, and, you know, the doors are on fire and all that kind of thing. And I ain't got but one way out. I may be on the second floor and all the only way out. Only way out I got is a window. I got to jump. I, it, it, I don't have no other options. I'm I'm in a I'm in a perilous position. I got to jump. And see, that's where you are now in this soul tie situation. The building is on fire. The stairwell is on fire. The elevator is on fire. You ain't got no choice but to jump. And whatever way you got to get out, you got to get out because presently your future is draining out onto the floor. You are daily wasting your future. You are daily wasting your future. For a man that comes through two or three nights a week. For a woman that only want to be bothered with you when she wants sex, uh, but she always want to be bothered with you when she's ready to go shopping and keep you strung out. Yeah, it goes both ways. You're presently wasting your future because you started on the wrong foundation. Whenever you start at sex, it never ends well. Thank you for listening today. If you would like more information or for other resources, please visit us on the web at rcblakes.com.